On this week's Jeep Talk Show, we hear more about the future of the Jeep pickup and how it might not be based on the Wrangler platform after all. And I talk about how I'm preparing for my trip to Roush Creek this weekend to wheel with Clayton Off-Road. I talk about some recent carnage in my 98XJ. We spread some of that YouTube love, share reviews, and play all those voicemails you've been leaving. Hammer reviews the Smittybilt 2781 air compressor. I talk about my own carnage on the oil pan of my 99 Cherokee. We hear from the mind of Nikki G and Tony talks about what's happening on XJTalk.com. All that and more coming up on the next Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. First week in Well, I've told you guys that I am very excited about Jeep possibly adding a pickup to its lineup. And we've uh, reported a few times that that's, well, going to be more of a reality than just a dream here very soon. And we've known for a little while that Jeep does plan to add a pickup to its lineup, but it seems that the project is still a long way away from completion. To top it off, it's possible that the future project will be a standalone model instead of a Wrangler-based machine, as we all thought it would likely go to, as the direction of Operation Pickup still remains to be decided. Speaking with Jeep head of design Mark Allen, he doesn't even have the answer. In a recent interview, he all but dodged the question. So, of course, in order to keep production costs down, the pickup will probably share its underpinnings with, of course, the Wrangler. Now, even though it may or may not have a different style and philosophy, Anyway, it's clear that Jeep will eventually spawn the long-awaited model, but its fans would have to wait a little while longer than we previously anticipated. Jeep made an official announcement this week saying, it's not really, project y- it's not really a project yet we, hoped it- we hope it to be. There's uh, planning still have to be done on it, and well, that's about it. It's something we all desire. We have for a long, long time. We've been shy about that, but it's not quite ready for prime time yet. It's very much in the planning books at the moment, though. Nevertheless, before planning the future Awesomemobile, Jeep plans to sort out other complications. Apparently, the Jeep is such an in-demand vehicle, the production and assembly plants don't have any room left for another model, as it's currently selling each and every Wrangler that it makes. So, that could mean a new facility and potentially hundreds, if not thousands of jobs. In any case, stay tuned right here for all of this news as it develops. Well, last episode, we reported that Floyd Merriweather's extensive car collection took a major hit in the form of a fire during transport. While parts of the collection were able to be restored, two Rolls Royces, a Bentley, and a very special custom Jeep were all burnt beyond repair. We've already reported on the fact that Mayweather has decided to replace the Jeep first, above everything else, with a creation from the one and only Alex Vega at the auto firm. Now, the Jeep's replacement is actually here, and it's um, certainly (laughs) eye-catching. The new Jeep features a... Set of massive 22-inch black wheels, a winch, steel bumper, of course, as any Jeep should have, fender flares, and over 100 rivets throughout the body. If that is enough glam for you, you should see the inside. Trust me. The entire upholstery is made of alligator skin. Yes, you heard me right. Alligator skin. But not just your average alligator. No, 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 no. We're talking celebrity seats here, after all, people. Think less Ted Nugent and more Liberace meets a Mexican wrestling mask. But, but that's just my opinion. The color scheme on the interior actually matches and mirrors the boxer's TMT company. Now, wherever he goes, his work will follow him. Gee, I bet he's just thrilled. 
Hey, big thanks to all of you guys out there who help me each and every week by submitting a story to This Week in Jeep. If you have a story you think you should uh, hear on This Week in Jeep or you got a response to any one of our stories, please send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Alligator skin. That's almost yeah. like Crocs. I wonder if he wears Crocs while he's driving that thing. <laughs> so for uh, for our, our co-hosts uh, here in the show, they can see some of these pictures. Uh, you guys can, uh, obviously, this stuff is going to be all over the web. Yeah. So um, it is definitely something um, interesting to check out. I well, recommend well, you it. You know, it has a, uh, has a four-wheel drive flair to it, which I really didn't think it was going to. I thought it was going to have it, r- rubber bands for keep- tires. Yeah, it did. Well, I mean, when you're that big of a rim, there's not a whole lot of rubber that you can wrap around those things. And it mm-hmm. still does have a little bit of an off-road stance to it. There's a lot of wheel well open in there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but still, yeah, it's it's not it's not all glam. It's not all Ritz. It's not all show vehicle. It does look like this thing did maintain a little bit of its utilitarian roots. Well, there's no doors on it, too, at least in the picture we have. So that's a, that's a plus. Big LED light yeah, bar. Yeah, I believe its home is going to be in Arizona. So, uh, yeah, it's not going to need doors for yeah, anything real soon. Mm-mm. So, well, that's good. It's interesting pictures. We'll have those up in the show notes uh, for you all to see. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. <laughs> Coming up on Wrangler Talk, some important off-roading tips I'll share with you as I get ready for my weekend wheeling trip tomorrow. Bragger. Oddspots.com is carefully curating 30-second podcast promos and giving you three ways to discover shows worth listening to. First, there's the newsletter where featured shows get delivered directly to Oddspots insiders before being shared with anyone else. Then there's the website, which is currently being crafted to make it ridiculously simple to discover shows that are made specifically for you. Also in the works is Oddspots' very own podcast, which will be delivering the latest promos right to your earbuds as an alternative to your inbox. To become an Oddspots insider and get the scoop before anyone else, simply go to oddspots.com and tell me where to send the newsletter. That's AUDspots.com. This fall, there is nowhere to hide. Jesus, are you sure? (laughs) The dark gets even darker. There's only one hope. We're just a few shows away from our 200th. 200 episodes in the Jeep Talk Show. I can't believe it. How much longer? 200 episodes is pretty big deal in the podcasting world. Are we there yet? Hang on to your seats. Coming soon. Oh, it sounds like we're a big deal. <laughs> one we can are. only hope. <laughs> just one episode left until 200, it says in the show notes. Is that correct? Is it really? Is right. Are we one I, show look, away? We're doing... If we're doing the math right, we oh, are no. one episode away. Now, I'd, I've long since told, I was I was told that uh-uh. there would be no math. Uh, so we the- could be off on these numbers, people. But as far <laughs> as I know, my sources at least say that we are just one episode away from our big 200th. Now, we've been talking about this for, uh, well, the better part of 10 episodes now. Oh, so at least, yeah. I know that some of you out there are probably sick and tired of hearing about this, but for all of our new listeners out there, and we are getting new listeners each and every week. Uh, you guys got to know about this. 200 episodes is a big deal in the podcasting world. So we want to uh, sort of give back to our community who has helped us get to this level, get to this point in our 
in our journey. And, uh, and to do that, we're going to have a little bit of a celebration. We're going to do a very unique show. It's also going to be a live show as well. It's going to be two hours long. And throughout that show, we're going to uh, have some history. We're going to have some fun. And we're even going to give some stuff away. That's going to be real fun because that's something I've been wanting to do for quite a while. And I cannot wait. Some of the stuff we're going to be doing, guys, some of the stuff we're going to be giving away, an Avatar remote start system. Brand spanking new in the box, one of the top of the line. We're also going to be giving away one of the infamous NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starters. You guys remember us talking about these on the show last year. And, uh, of course, lots and lots of other swag we're going to be giving away. Some Warren Winch pulls, some other things as well. This is an episode you definitely want to, uh, to be a part of, guys. Live show, youtube.com slash Show. And uh, to, what else, what other kind of stuff are uh, our guests going to be able to uh, experience uh, next week? God, I can't believe it's only one yeah, week away. Next week. So, Tammy, you got stuff over there that's purple. Did you did you remember bring it to the desk this time, or you need to go get it? What do you think? <laughs> I figured you remembered. Anyway, no, she, I didn't. You got you got some uh, like purple grab handles or something, right? Yeah, the the exact grab handles that are in my Jeep, um, and some Jeep Wave decals, purple, just like I have on my Jeep, um, and some selfie sticks. And I just want to remind everyone we're gonna start recording an hour earlier next week. Oh yeah, so I'm don't glad you forget. That. Good right. call, good call. That's yeah. right, guys. Live show not at 10 p.m. Central. It's actually going to be 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, that would be seven o'clock on the West Coast and nine o'clock or uh, ten o'clock on the East Coast. Uh oh, it's getting See, close to I, math. The whole math thing. <laughs> I I can't do it. I can't do it. Yep. So, and don't forget uh, to change your clocks this weekend. Or oh no, if you're listening on Monday, you better have changed your clocks. So let me see. It's uh, fall back, fall forward. Which which is it? It's fall back. It is spring, fall back. Yeah, spring, spring ahead, forward, fall, fall, spring forward, yeah. fall back. back. Yeah. So if if they didn't change their clocks, would they be here? And if they came on time, would they be at the right time for the show? I think they that's, would be late. That's math. I, I think here's here's what we need to do is is if you can play this audio clip for your boss, we are going to hereby, as the one and only official Jeep talk show, hereby excuse your tardiness for work for um, unfortunately not setting your alarm properly. So we are using our power to help you get out of trouble. Look at us. Look at what we're doing. Yes. Yes. So anyway. So nice. Uh, I'll do the math after the show. I can't think right now. Tammy, uh, when uh, she was trying to think of it, she was reaching around for a non-existent glass of wine. So it's yeah. all too difficult to try to figure out during the show. And uh, I just thought it might be interesting that if you didn't set your clock, you'd show up on the show on time. But uh, actually, I think you'd be an hour late. So make sure you set your clock. So anyway, uh, let me tell you about the 4x4 Radio Network. Uh, the uh, Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network, as is the 4x4 Podcast, Center Steer, which does Land Rovers, the Mighty Microphone Podcast, which is all about ATV, GTVs, and uh, them off-roading type uh, motorcycles. And, uh, well, we've joined forces to create a network. I will be adding more shows in the lineup soon, but you can visit 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to all the great podcasts simply by pressing the play button there on the site. There's no better place to get all your 4x4 information. That's 4x4radionetwork, www.4x4radionetwork.com. And now, excuse me, we have coming up our voicemail segment of the show. 
always fun because we get to listen to all the folks that are reaching out to us and uh, we really appreciate that in fact in uh, in our reviews there's often uh, a mention of how we interact with our uh, our audience and boy it's been like pulling teeth but you guys have uh, started coming out and uh, giving us reviews step it up now yeah Yeah, i mean the voicemails have always been good stack of restraining orders i got over here (laughs) (laughs) well you must understood reaching out josh so uh, let's oh, go. Oh, I, I guess I should <laughs> read the whole memo next time. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that award came with the uh, restraining order, right? So here we go. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do. So at the beep, leave your message. Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is FJ Rick, uh, Rick Caldwell. Just calling to thank you guys for putting on a great podcast. I, I really enjoy listening to you. Gives me something to do while I'm at work. <laughs> Boss is and, happy to hear uh, that. like to hear some of the different ideas on upgrades to different Jeeps and stuff. My son has an XJ and I have a TJ. I like to do a little off-roading once in a while and, and I use it for driving to work and stuff too and just love cruising around with the top down once in a while. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's one of the things I, I guess is the, the, the fancy thing you, that you can do with a, a TJ or a Wrangler that you can't do with, uh, or not easily anyway, with an XJ is drive around with a top down. <laughs> so, That's my favorite part. Yeah, that, that is nice. And until it starts raining or until you get a sunburn or until your hair is in such a knot, uh, I don't have to worry about that, but Tammy does. Uh, I think you've actually had some pictures that you've taken where – I don't see how you can see. Hopefully, you're in the driver's yeah. the driver's seat. <laughs> Nothing <whenever>. but hair. <laughs> yeah, it's Jeep hair. Jeep hair. I don't care. Hashtag oh, no. Jeep any, hair. Any uh, any of our girl Jeepers out there know all too well what you're talking about. Any of the guys out there that have long hair. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very true. I I do keep a baseball hat though for when it gets you really gotta keep crazy. something. Yeah, I, you know. I mean, my personal favorite is a is a bright pink scrunchie, but you know that's just me. Well, yeah. So anyway, let's get over to <laughs> and moving right along. Let's get over to Scott. Hey guys, this is Scott. Um, I've called in a couple times in the past, although it's been quite a while since I've called in. Um, I have a Grand Cherokee that I called in and talked about. Um, it used to be two-wheel drive converted to four-wheel drive and stuff. And still the new assholes. Um, but I just want to call in and say I love the, the changes being made to the show. The new Grand Cherokee section is awesome. Um, you know, like I said, being that I converted mine from dual drive to four-wheel drive and did all kinds of stuff to it. It's awesome listening to someone else's build and someone else's perspective on the grand. Um, that being said, I do, I did just finish building an XJ, a red XJ, actually, but I, I sold it over the weekend to fund the Grand Cherokee. Um, just wanted to call and say I love the, love the show, the way it's going. Um, been listening since just before Josh became a co-host, so I've been in there for a while, um, and just cool. wanted to say mm-hmm. congrats on upcoming 200, and and uh, keep it going. Thanks. Ooh, red jeeps are sexy. Yes, they are, and that's why you were able to sell it so fast. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's cool. Been around for a long time. I like hearing uh, some of the uh, some of the OG crowd, and uh, they're still around and still listening. Thanks, Scott. Really appreciate it. That would be a a, a BJ crowd, right? Before Josh. <laughs> Oh, easy there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. They said the show sucked before you got here, so it makes sense. Hey, guys. It's Scott again. Uh, Paul, back to, to give you a little information on the Jeep. Realizing the first 
um, message I didn't leave any info on the Chief, and with the being a Chief talk show, <laughs> I mean, I think you want to hear it. If not, I'm not going to stop me, so here it goes. Um, the Grand Cherokee is a, a 2000, so it's a WJ, and uh, when I converted to four drive, I just used factory, factory parts, band 30 and 35, 242 trans space, and I put 456s and lockers in it, and uh, I actually replaced the motor in that Jeep as well, along with a bunch of stuff in the interior, so there's probably not a single bolt on that Jeep I haven't touched. And the XJ was a 91, uh, two doors that I picked up for a hundred dollars. It was sitting in some guy's backyard. It didn't have a motor or wow. anything like that. And it was a two wheel drive as well. And I put, uh, high pinion 44 in the front and the nine inch in the rear and 35, six inches of lift. I flipped the oak and everything like that. Ended up selling it for, for about three grand. So I got, I got quite a bit of money back out of it. That's what's going into building new axles for the Grand Cherokee. So that's a whole different story. Um, they're not going to be done anytime soon, so typical Jeep story. But, uh, yeah, again, keep the good word. Love the way the show's going. Thanks. So, you know, that's a great way to fund your project. I think I might go the other way around where I was, you know, building and selling the Grand Cherokee and updating the XJ, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's. Uh, I understand the direction he's going, and uh, and I, I can kind of get behind him on that. And, and Scott, nothing but the best to you, man. Yeah. I hope uh, hope things work out, and uh, and really hope you got a project build over on xjtalk.com so we can see the progress on your grand as it develops. Yeah, we love seeing those builds, and uh, we uh, hope that you'll continue to share that information with us here on the show and over at xjtalk.com. And if you have something that isn't an XJ, uh, don't feel bad. You can go over there and. Post up your Wrangler, post up your uh, CJ. You can post up pretty much anything you want because we have a general section. Uh, we're not going to, uh, I mean, there's even a KL section. KL, that's right, <gasps> right? For the, I the thought new that Cherokee. we talked about that. We did, and uh, I got a nasty note from Google, and I said, no, damn it, it's a Jeep. It has to be on there, so <coughs> just deal with it. Uh, that might have been the naked woman uh, forum that, I, that I'm, I'm talking oh, about. So okay. I don't know. No, not not completely naked, just uh, uh, off-road style type stuff. Let's get over to Mayo that we found out. It's pronounced Mayo, I think, last week. Hello there, Jeep Talk Show. Uh, this is Mayo here. I'd like to comment on the, uh, that campfire chat you all had there about the uh, cheap LEDs. Uh, and some people are saying they're getting water inside this is what I believe uh, is happening because uh, I've had it to mine. Uh, I have a 31-inch up on top and four four-inch uh, at each corner of my roof rack, and uh, I have water in mine. Um, what I found is uh, they're not. I don't think they're getting water from uh, like rain or being submerged or anything else like that. Because uh, uh, two of them I did have down my bumper at one point, and uh, I. I go into water up to my windows or up to my mirrors in the, in the Jeep. So I know they've been submerged underwater. But the problem is, I believe, is condensation. Um, they're not vented anyway. And I think that's where the water is coming from, from uh, being cold and hot and, and so forth. And uh, Because I've noticed that I, I have mist in them. I started getting little water droplets in them. And then it just, over time, now I've had them for about a year and a half now. And just over time... They've uh, 
collected water to the point where you know half of it's filled with water. Now since then I have uh, tore them apart and uh, drilled a little hole in the bottom of them to prevent that from happening again. But uh, you get the newer ones like the uh, the new set I just got the uh, Osram I believe they're pronounced. That's Mayo again. I believe I ran out of time and was cut off. But anyway, as I was saying, condensation. That's how we're getting water in it. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, good to know. But unfortunately, yeah, some uh, some housings do uh, get some condensation in them. And they don't, they're not vented. They should be, uh, but they're not. So uh, one of the things I've heard of people doing is using some stuff out of like aquariums, like little one-way valves for the airlines. And, uh, and siliconing or um, getting those to kind of a little bit of a compression fit down towards the bottom of the housing and any kind of vapor and uh, stuff that collects in there at least has a path to get out as the uh, things heat up and, uh, and cool down and stuff. So here's a tip for you guys. So correct me if I'm wrong, but if, if, it's, not, if it's not open to the outside, then uh, we will, I mean, you are not going to be able to get water vapor in there. I mean, unless they ship it with water vapor. So it must that's a be, good question. So I mean, it must be point. open. If con- condensation is, is occurring, then it must be open. Well, I mean, some of the, if we're talking like an H4 housing, uh, then, you know, it's, it's the type of bulb that screws into the back. So it is an open housing from the rear. Uh, and they are not completely on one hundred percent sealed. Is some yeah, of the but he was talking about LED light bar. bulb. It should seal from the back. And uh, yeah, no, but he was talking about the LED uh, light bars. Like oh, he, the LED lights, like the thirty-one inch or, or thirty inches. What he said. Yeah. So the light bars and uh, and uh, yeah, that's a been of a lot. Of, that's been a lot of questions uh, on the uh, on like on the Facebook forums uh, or Facebook pages about the the condensation. And I'm like, holy crap! I mean, I've got. Uh, four of them on my uh, on my Jeep, and I haven't seen any condensation. But we talked about that IP um, 67, 64, whatever it was. So hopefully I won't see that. But anyway, I think it has to be open for condensation to occur uh, on the uh, lenses. It would have water to be some degree of venting, I would think. Yeah. yeah, just not at the bottom where it can drain out. Anyway, uh, let's uh, jump over to our, our next great segment where we show some of that YouTube love. Ah, yes. There it is. Love that music. <laughs> love spreading that YouTube love, guys. Got to give some of that love back. You guys take the time to subscribe to us. We're going to give you a little bit of a shout out. Each and every week, we pull a few names out of the hat, four to be exact, and give a little homage to those who have taken the time to subscribe. If you'd like to subscribe, please head over to youtube.com slash Show. Tony, who's first on the list? And it could be a hat, as far as you know. So anyway, the first one is, uh, I don't know, Ron Croats. Sure, we can go with that. I got <laughs> Ryan Vick. And Scott Shirell. And we have Matt Hoffman rounding out the list. I wonder if that's the famous BMX writer, Matt Hoffman. In any case, guys, if you want to make it on our list and get your name read aloud on the air, well, all you have to do is head over to youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show and subscribe. Absolutely. Love seeing all these names. We get more subscribers every week. Looking forward to see your name on there really soon. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. <laughs> where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at JeepTalkShow.com. 
would assume on the radio too. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? You can always use our voicemail line to call in and let us know, and you might show up in one of these uh, little uh, promo mixes. Uh, so uh, uh, keep it honest, keep it funny. Well, actually, the honest is flexible. Just make it funny. So just call our voicemail, uh, 530-675-4102. Now it's my favorite time of the show. Actually, something we all look forward to each and every week, hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I just want to say thanks to you guys for the first time in a long time i was able to catch the live show on thursday night and uh, i used to have uh, thursdays off and you guys recorded on sundays but now i have sundays off and you guys recorded on uh, thursdays now so it's hard for me to get into the live show but i was off this week um wasn't allowed at work while the incident is under investigation <laughs> I'm just kidding. I took some vacation time to spruce up the house. I just wanted to see how it feels to be Josh. But anyhow, I caught the show, live show, and chimed in on the chats. I had a good time. And uh, I like trying to uh, make Josh and Tammy bust out laughing while they're talking. <laughs> but uh, they were professional. And uh, I I could see Tam. Tammy's eyes a few times widen when I type stuff. But I'm going <laughs> to see if I could, what I could do and try to join in and be a little more active. Just want to say thanks to everybody that just, you know, said hi to me there and I had a good time. All right, guys and girls, I'll chat you later. Have a good one. Bye. Well, I'm glad he called in and let us, and let us know about yeah. that because uh, I was no, surprised absolutely. to see him there in the chat room. Happy, yeah, so happy surprise. I. But, uh, yep, it was good. It was great having him there. So uh, let's get to our next uh, Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I uh, just want to give you an update on uh, my friend's Cherokee that we're putting together. Uh, this week, we discovered that he had a, a bent tie rod, and so we were going to replace it, and we decided to try to go with the uh, ZJ upgrade. And it was real simple, straight pop in, pop off, everything worked out great. Uh, the hardest part was trying to explain to the guy at AutoZone what we're trying to do when asking for 95 ZJ parts. He was kind of confused when there was a 90 Cherokee sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> Anyhow, so other than that, went great. And I haven't said nut strip in a while, so I'll say that now. <laughs> and uh, I guess to fill the time, the rest of the time, uh, I haven't done whale songs in a while. Oh, I'll do some whale songs for the rest of the time. See, I don't listen to the end of the voicemail, so he snuck this one in. Fade that out. <laughs> I was getting, we get that on, on a loop, just playing it endlessly throughout the, in the background fall asleep the rest to of the it. show. That'd be great. <laughs> we'll start... <laughs> K-Tel Records presents oh. Nikki G and the Sound of Saw Whale Songs. <laughs> oh, there, there's a humpback yeah. off the coast of Southern California right now that is twitching, I, I'm sure. <laughs> well, he's doing something. Turning the show off, probably. <laughs> That's great. Well, that was funny. Whale Songs. How dare you? <laughs> 
You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. And now to the to my favorite part of the show, the, the part that uh, gives me accolades uh, and the rest of the team and uh, everybody else, you know, but I love the reviews, Josh. It's because it's, it's people... Uh, it's, I call it the Sally Field effect. We, you really, really like us. You eat everything in sight. Oh, not Sally Field. She's been skinny forever. How dare you? That's Sally Field. She's a national treasure. Okay. <laughs> Take your word for it. Well, our first review, actually, it's our one and only review, or yeah, review for this week is from Castor Crick. By Shane, a.k.a. Castor Crick. On October 16th, 2015, he gave us a five-star rating. And he says, love this show. Keeps me informed on all the latest Jeep happenings. It does. Indeed we do. Yep, yep, it does. We really appreciate you taking your time to uh, give us a a review over there at iTunes. You can also give us reviews at Stitcher, uh, tuned in. Uh, Maybe not at tuned in, but you can always listen to us over there. And, uh, you know, we're on the Twitter. Uh, you can uh, send us messages at, uh, at Jeep Talk Show. Let us know what you think about the show. You can even uh, give us uh, Jeep tips uh, or uh, stories for our uh, This Week in Jeep. So uh, we love hearing about that stuff uh, on the, right. the social media, on the Facebook, on the Twitter, even the Google+. Plus. Tammy's big on the Google+. Plus. Hey, Tony, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Jeep tips and and people interacting and stuff like that. Guys, we're actually looking for you guys to interact with the show a little bit. If you have a Jeep trick, a Jeep tip, something that might help somebody else out when they're doing something on their Jeep, something that maybe nobody else knows, something that you've been doing for years, something that uh, maybe only certain shade tree mechanics have known over the years, those kind of tips and tricks we love to hear. And we love to help the Jeep community out by getting those out to the masses. So if you guys have an idea about something might help out somebody else with a project, by all means, let us know. You can send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com, or you can always call our 24-7 voicemail line at 530-675-4102 and let us know. Absolutely. So now we have this little this little doodad here that we like to talk about what's going on over at xjtalk.com. And uh, if you don't know, xjtalk.com is one of the premier uh, Jeep Cherokee websites on the internet, that, that big thing that Al Gore made. And uh, we like to clue you in on some of the goings-on over there if you're not a member, or maybe you're a member, and uh, you, uh, you haven't seen some of these posts that we think are interesting. So uh, I thought this was interesting. Our uh, infamous uh, Denver D1, I assume it's Denver D1. There's no space or dash in there. It, maybe it's just all read together, and I don't, I don't know how it's read. But anyway, he posted up on uh, xjtalk.com about the 2015 Cherokee Chief concept. Now, this one uh, is a, a cool little post. He says, a little redemption for all new Cherokee haters. The Chief. Alas, it's just a concept but very groovy one. Mm. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I thought they were actually coming out with that thing. Yeah, there's, uh, this has happened before where we've, we see a concept that looks more like a production vehicle. Uh, and, and there's been talks and rumors that, Hey, we might actually release this. And then there's probably some number cruncher somewhere that pencils it out and says, no, this isn't going to work. And they mothball the whole thing. Bastard. Or even better, we have a, a, a uh, an impact panel, and they're like, oh, we don't like that. It has big tires. <laughs> oh, Dang. impact Dang. panel. And so, of course, it uh, it gets mothballed. So, uh, yeah, you can uh, you can blame it on those people. So, uh, Steve, 4.3 LXJ replies, the problem, in my opinion, is that this concept is very cool based on a JK chassis. 
The final would undoubtedly be an independent sus- suspension. Oh, an IFS. He's probably right. Yeah. Damn it, Steve. Why do you always have to be right? How to ruin it. So you can jump over there to xjtalk.com. Just look. Just do a little search for 2015 Cherokee Chief Concept. And then you can join in on the conversation. You can read about it if you're not a member. It doesn't cost you anything to join. Uh, but you can join in and then make your comments known there in that post on xjtalk.com. Well, you know what time it is, right? Tammy, I hope you do. Uh, I think I do. It's, well, uh, actually, speaking of time, do not change your clocks this weekend. <laughs> I was going to wait until the end of the show, Why? but uh, she was over there. Everybody was going to change their clocks. Just twitching, knowing at no, any moment we were going to attack up. her. Everybody was going to be everybody was going to be at work uh, on time or early. No, early. <laughs> Wait one well, more weekend. Wait till Halloween weekend. For the, for the ones that are always constantly late, they they would have been on time. <laughs> so it's like the boss would go, "What? What happened? Is is it the zombie apocalypse? What? What do you mean? Well, you're here an hour early. Oh no!" Jeep Mama said. <laughs> Cursing the Jeep talk show the whole way. <laughs> that would be funny. Anyway, let's get over to our. Uh, it's well, actually it's time for Wrangler talk. So shut the hell up. Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. <laughs> shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G Mama. Oh, uh, Tony and Josh, you know I'm been getting ready today. For my trip this weekend, I'm heading out to Roush Creek and so I was going over making sure I had, you know, all the things I needed and I went back to my checklist and just so I'm prepared and I think it's good to always keep your checklist handy and not just try to go off memory. So, you know, I was getting stuff ready and I was looking around the internet and I had to go to my blog to get my checklist because I did a checklist um, last month when I went out. And as I was searching around, I found um, this cool little off-roading trip guide. Um, Metal Cloak puts it out, and um, today's blog post is about it. You can go to my blog, um, www.jeepmama.com, and check out the link. Um, You just have to fill in your name and email address, and you can download this 102 off-roading tips. Now, I know for some of you out there, you probably read it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know that. It's, you know, simple, basic stuff. But sometimes it's good to refresh your memory, and it's really good because... You know, like Tony or Josh wrote or read earlier that Jeep Wranglers are being sold left and right and new new people are coming into this um, community. They're coming into off-roading and it's always good to, you know, for people to read about it and to get these tips because they've never been off-roading before. And so anyway, as I'm reading through this, I read number 11. And I think this one is very important because you could be stuck out on the highway and not have any way to get your spare tire off. And it's to take your lug nut key with you. I have locking lug nuts on my tires and I took them in to get my tires rotated and there was nothing they could do at the, the dealer because I did not have the key to unlock my spare. Thank goodness I learned this lesson while in town and while not in an emergency because now I carry that lug nut with me by my jack. The other off-roading tip that I think is very, very important is do not cave to peer pressure. Now, in one of my off-roading videos, you can hear everybody egging me on. You can do it. You can do it. Go for (laughs) it. Just, you know, 
put, put on the gas and go up that hill. And I think you need to stop and know your Jeep's limits, know your limits, and don't go over obstacles that are beyond your rig or your capabilities. You need Good to call. leave your ego at home and don't listen to the cheering crowds because that can be very dangerous. You need to know when to call it quits and don't feel ashamed if you do. You know, facing up to your limits is just going to make you a better wheeler and keep you from making unnecessary breaks onto your Jeep. So these are just two tips that were in this 101 off-roading tips. Um, and again, that's on my blog at www.jeepmama.com. And like I said, for some of you, this is probably, you know, old hat, beginner's news, but I think it's a good thing for new Jeepers and maybe even for the old Jeepers who may need a little refresher course. Tony and Josh? Well, that's, no, that's really good. Really good information, actually, Tammy. And in fact, I'm really glad you uh, you mentioned something about that because it really does come down to to you know not listening to peer pressure. That can get you in trouble more than anything else. And I've got a rule of thumb. And I, look, guys, I've been wheeling for years. I've been on some really serious obstacles. I've wheeled some of the uh, the the nation's best trails. Four and no more. If you can't make it up in four tries, and you're with a group it's definitely time to back down, take another line, or maybe start pulling cable, or maybe even just take the bypass. When you're in your 6th, 7th, 12th attempt, <laughs> you know, there's people that might be like, you know, come on. You know, they're, they're right. behind you're you. The they're trail already, down, you know, four cars deep, you know, four vehicles deep waiting to get on the, on the obstacle, waiting to get through the trail. You know, four and no more. It's a really good rule of thumb. Everybody's different. Your mileage may vary. That's just my personal trail etiquette. I think it's a good one. And also, too, remember... Um, it's a sign of maturity when you, you don't go with what the cheering crowd, uh, is, is telling you to do. Um, and you need to be, your Jeep may be capable of it, but just like Tammy said, you have to know what your limitations are. You're the pilot in command. You're the one making the decision and you can make the wrong decision. Your, your Jeep may be perfectly fine going up that ob obstacle, but because you're not ready for it, you wind up with, uh, uh, a damaged Jeep. Hopefully it's just the damaged Jeep and, Oh, those poor XJs just don't look very good when they roll. Uh, they kind of start mm. looking like a Grand Cherokee because that, that windshield gets a much steeper t uh, tilt to it. <laughs> it's more aerodynamic at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, good tips, good tips. Not as fun, though. Not as fun for the crowd because, you know, the crowd doesn't care. They, they're, they just want right, to see a show. That. Yeah, they just want to see a show. Oh. I mean, uh, so... Well, there's another uh, kind of message that gets a little bit glazed over here, and that's the fact that, that Tammy is, is going on a, uh, on a weekend-long wheeling trip. It's a, and any wheeling trip is as important as the next. And there's one thing that, uh, that kind of underscores all of this, guys, and that is safety and preparedness. And, and nothing can replace that. Uh, experience definitely comes in handy. Having the right gear, having the right equipment, having the right vehicle uh, all comes in handy as well. Uh, but if you're not prepared, you're not playing safe, uh, well, your day can turn very bad very quick. There are a lot of good checklists out there that can get you guys set up and in the in the right position to go out wheeling each and every time you go out. And heck, even I go through a checklist because I will forget my head if it's not screwed on straight. So I go through a checklist to make sure that, you know, hey, I've got those zip ties. I've got that spare drive shaft. I've got this. I've got that. Now, obviously, you know, not everybody's going to have, you know, 107 items in the back of their Jeep every time they go out. Uh, some trails require, some trips require a little bit less preparedness than others. Uh, but if you guys are looking for a good off-roading checklist to maybe develop your own, I suggest heading over to offroaders.com. They've got a good one there. And of course, four-wheelers 
Uh, fourwheeler.com has a great one as well. Two very good sources for you guys to develop your own off-roading checklist before you guys head out for a trip. Excellent. Excellent information. I'm, uh, I'm trying to come up with a good list of tools uh, that I need to carry. And I bet you there's somebody out there that's put together a list, uh, common tools that you need uh, when you're off-road. I mean, the standard things, uh, SAE set of sockets, uh, uh, metric set of sockets, uh, the, the right I wrench, have- and et cetera. Yeah, I've actually seen uh, people have broken it down by vehicle. Um, like, look, if you it, it, these are the only fasteners that are on this platform, and they list them by millimeter or by size, you know, whatever. So these are the only sockets you have to bring if the only thing you have to worry about is working on your own vehicle. Uh, oftentimes, you end up uh, on a trail. Somebody is blocking the trail because they're broken and they don't have the right tool, and uh, you just so happen to be prepared. Have a set, have that exact tool in the back. I know a lot of people that wheel and they only carry the tools that they need for their vehicle. In my mind, not a safe, not a very good idea. Well, um, fuel, a few less tools hit you in the back of the head when you roll. Uh, as well. <laughs> hey, that's, that's <laughs> so, proper storage management right there. That's wheeling 101. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but yeah, I do need to get a set of tools. Uh, I, I don't want to be one of those guys that uh, does, it doesn't have the ability to take care of his own stuff. I mean, certainly enjoy the help and things get done a lot quicker when you do have help, but uh, don't want to be uh, dependent on other folks uh, just in case. And also, too, you never know when you, you may find yourself alone because uh, you're not always on a wheeling adventure when things break, which uh, we'll talk about here in just a minute. <laughs> Something broke on mine today going to work. So uh, let's get over to our uh, campfire side chat segment. Hola. As Carlos would say. Great. Now he's wearing a Mexican sombrero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Siesta. You try wheeling with one of those in a, in a Cherokee. Could you imagine? Oh, my. <laughs> you'd, be have to be a, you'd have to be a circus midget in order to wear one of those you, and wheel. You know, that's, that's one of the things I noticed about the uh, the Wrangler over the uh, the XJ. You can kind of tell that uh, the Cherokee has kind of got a, a low uh, roof anyway. But if you're six mm. foot or better uh, sitting in, in a uh, an XJ, you need to lower that seat or... Uh, uh, you know, do the uh, the Cheech and Chong, as Josh would say, a timely reference where Cheech gets in and puts his hand above his head to make sure it's far enough from the roof. He just gets lower and lower in the seat and that Chevy that he's driving. Yeah, the uh, the Wrangler has a lot of headroom in it. Uh, I can sit nice and tall in that, and uh, and my hair doesn't touch the the roof of the vehicle. But the XJ, I'm I'm doing a little static cling thing there. Yeah, the uh, the Cherokees are known for their a uh, little bit lower of a roof, even even more so in mine because I have a sunroof and it's been dropped down a little bit for that uh, all that all the guts in there a little bit. Oh. And I'm a big guy too, so yeah, I'm That's always uh, I'm always rubbing hair a little bit on the headliner. You don't catch anything on there, do you? Uh, Ever pull I, your I, hair on the on the caught, rubber I thing? I cooties <laughs> once, um, but there was a cream for that and it cleared it right up. <laughs> you're, not supposed to, you're not supposed to use the cream all at one in one standing though. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Tammy, have you ever ridden in a Cherokee? And I mean the proper one, not the, uh, not the new one, not the 2014, 2015. Um, no, you'll have to, uh, look around out there. You no, know, and- actually probably like when I was in elementary school, I think my dad's friend had one. Yeah, but not an off-road, uh, Cherokee. No, 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 no. 
So you'll have to, uh, when you're out this weekend, if you see a Cherokee, you'll have to go up to somebody and say, hey, I'm... Uh, Can I have a ride? I'm No, no. <laughs> have, <laughs> trust me on this. Uh, I'm Jeep Mama. You know, you may know me from shows like the Jeep Talk Show, and I'd like to yeah. drive your Cherokee. <laughs> and, and just, you know... <laughs> They'd and, look at me like, who in the hell are you, lady? Well, you need a card. Uh, you need to be able to hand them a card and say, here, you can trust me, I have a card. And then just drive it around a little bit. It has a very low roof. Uh, it, it's kind of cool. It's uh, I guess it's kind of akin to a, uh, a chop top, but from the factory. So uh, it's a, it's a cool-looking little thing, especially when you put big tires on there. So anyway, let me uh, jump over to uh, what I was going to talk about here with you guys. No, uh, yes, you can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I took a a, a a not a really sharp, but a a turn. A uh, trying to think which is right, left, a left hand turn this morning, and I heard a loud pop. Not unlike whenever I pop an eight a, a grade eight bolt that's holding up an upper control arm. Oh no! Because I know you know that sound. Yes. And, uh, I, uh, I mean, you, f- you could feel this thing throughout the entire vehicle when it popped. So I, uh, I, I went, made the turn and pulled into a parking lot and got out with my, uh, my handy dandy little, uh, uh, flashlight and started looking around and I knew it was on the driver's side where it had popped, which normally it's on the opposite side. So was that by sound or was that by feel that you determined that sound and feel? It just really okay. sounded and it was so strong, uh, a pop it just felt like it must be close to where i was and could you feel it in the wheel could you i mean did the handling characteristics change at all or anything like that no i didn't feel any any difference in how it was handling uh i think my mind did play a little trick on me uh, and it felt like uh the driver's side of the vehicle was lower at the front than what it had been like it had dropped an inch or something oh wow yeah but like i said I i think my mind was playing tricks on me anyway i got out uh, looked around all on, on on my side of the around the wheel and looked at those uh, grade eight bolts in there looked great. So I went I said went ahead and I said, well I'll go over to the other side. Maybe I popped a, a bolt on the other side and just felt like it was this side. Went and looked and they all looked good and I thought, well that's just really strange. And then I saw it, my sway bar disconnect bolt that bolts to the sway bar, okay. clean break, nice oh, wow. and flat. There was there's bolt. Uh, actually, the the top part of the bolt was gone because there was nothing holding it to the the sway bar anymore, and the sway bar disconnect was just standing there erect, waiting for me to pull the pin and take it out of the way. So that's what I did. So I'm gonna have to uh, get that uh, piece of bolt that's at the on the top of that uh, sway bar disconnect, so I can uh, put another bolt in there. Now the interesting story about this is, and one of the reasons why I bring this up is uh, I noticed the other day. That I you know, I lost a pin. I don't know if I told you guys or not. If I'd mentioned it in the show, I lost a pin one day, uh, uh, going to a uh, a site at work, and uh, the pin backed out, and the the sway bar disconnect popped off, and it was the same one that popped off, and uh, so I had to drive uh, drive back that day with no the sway bar connected, and um, much like driving a boat, uh, experience. It was a very windy day today too, so that made it fun. Uh, but, uh, I, I noticed it was very difficult, uh, that evening when I got home and, and I had another pin, it was very difficult to get that thing lined up. And I actually had to use uh, a bit of, uh, um, prying force to get it down low enough to get it lined up with the pin. And I thought, you know, I probably should adjust these. It's on level ground. 
And, oh, yeah. and if it's on level ground and I'm having to use a force, uh, a level, uh, a lever to get this thing lined up, it probably needs to be a little longer. And I thought it was Do you have uh, adjustable coilover spacers, the ACOs? No. Front? Uh-uh. Okay. So, uh, I, but I didn't adjust them because, you know, I was working at night. I uh, All I wanted to do was get the pin back in, get back into the house, eat dinner, whatever it was I was going to do. I wasn't, you know... Uh, out there for a 30 minute hour uh, ordeal which this wouldn't have been that but anyway i just wanted to get done and get back i mean it's been that it's been fine for that long, length of time anyway uh, i mean i've got i've had them on there for two or three years at least so uh, i didn't adjust them well uh when i saw what happened today i thought to myself you know i should have spent the extra 30 minutes and adjusted those because i'm sure that's what happened there was just too much uh constant Sheer pressure yeah, yeah on on the bolts holding those uh, uh sway bar disconnects to the pins and it you know it gave way so um anyway lesson learned i'll be replacing pulling that uh, easing out that piece of bolt putting in finding another bolt for that uh, disconnect and i'll enjoy a, a joist i'll adjust those things properly and we'll see if it lasts <laughs> a little longer so all you need to do is replace the bolt then yes oh well that's not too bad it, it is sheared off yeah. the top the, the hard part's going to be getting it out but, uh, is there enough left there to grab onto? No, it is flat, oh. even with uh, with the metal, the big piece of metal. But it, but it's not like the it's on the jeep. I mean, it's in my back seat right now. So all I have to do is take it out, put it in the vise, get the yeah, ease out, mess out. with it, mess with it, whatever, and uh, you know, and and get it worked out. So it's not like I have to uh, be at some weird angle or something like that. It's uh, it'll be at the bench. So it'll be a lot nicer than doing it. Uh, under or uh, around the jeep where you have you know uh, two and a half inches of space to work with we've all been there we all know how that is (laughs) yeah in fact i actually uh just uh, had a buddy of mine uh 92 war wagon wes he's a longtime fan of the show uh came by and uh borrowed my my oil filter adapter wrench uh that uh that i that i have this the special tool that you need to make if you have a late model uh cherokee and you want to replace the o-rings in the oil filter adapter and because uh, there's just no way to get a socket in it. Oh, I thought you were there. talking about doing an oil change, getting the filter off. You're talking about actually no, getting the, the filter adapter off. Yeah, the oil filter adapter. And yeah. Replacing the O-rings in there. And in order to get the adapter off the block, you need a special tool uh, because you don't have the clearance to get anything else in there. And uh, it involves uh, hammering out the bit of a torque uh, of a T60 bit and uh, and installing it into a wrench. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you have you basically have your uh, your little tool there. So. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, when you need to, when you need to have something and it's, and you don't have a lot of room to work, it, it's nice to be able to take it out or from underneath the Jeep and, and be able to have some room to work on it. It doesn't always work out that way though. Well, you got some stuff going on with yours, don't you? Yeah, I do. I, I put in some work, um, last weekend and I'm trying to get this guys. I've been, I've been so freaking busy lately. It's just, I, I, I it's hard for me to dedicate any big block of time to any one thing. And, uh, and so I, I managed to get a few hours of, of time to spend on the Jeep last weekend. And uh, one of the things I have left to do is the rear main seal. So off comes the oil pan. And, uh, and I'm, you know, cleaning things up and, and getting ready to, uh, to go through the process and all that stuff. And one of the things I noticed was some carnage that I've never seen before, nor do I know how long that it's been there. Uh, and so one of the things I'm holding up right now as a picture for our live audience is, is a little something I found on the corner of, uh, of my oil pan. And this was a very interesting, just a little bit of a dent. Basically, uh, part of the lip has has curled itself wow. up. Wow! And uh, yeah, there we go. There's the camera focusing in on it now. And now here's the here's the interesting thing, is that uh, that wasn't leaking at all in that area in that space. 
even with as much as it's curled up right there in that spot, it did not leak a single drop. So very interesting. I'm at this dilemma right now is because there's not a lot that you can do to start working metal and without bending things around. And, and you know, I even looked around at the block area and uh, and could not find anything where you know that that damage would have have been. The transmission lines are right there, and they're unscathed completely. There's no shiny metal. There's nothing that looks like it banged into something else. It's just this big dent in the uh, lip of my oil pan. You need a so, engine skid plate, my friend. Yeah, right. So um, I'm thinking it might have happened when my bump stops were um, less than there. And I, I had some uh, over compression in my suspension. And I think either maybe the track bar mount or possibly uh, maybe the upper control arm mount came up into contact with that uh, being pushed up higher than it normally would go. So uh, it, will it seal? Yes, because it had sealed before. I'm guessing. Now, could I get a little bit of a flat rock in there and start hammering that down and hopefully keep things straight? Check my work with a straight edge? I don't know. Source out an oil pan at the junkyard, yeah, maybe 20 to 40 bucks. So um, I've got my, my options here. Uh, there's really no necessary benefit going one way or the other. I could get a warped oil pan from the junkyard and be in a worse spot than I'm at now. So you which direction do one. I go? You get a new one for Don't 60 know. Yeah, I could get a replacement for 60 bucks. I thought about that as well, um, getting just something brand spanking new, slapping it in there. Uh, it's a route that I still may do. Exploring my options, and it may not want to wait for shipping. I may just you know head out to the junkyard this weekend and, and see what I can find. So so are you familiar with the, the denture cream commercials? It's, uh, yeah, Polydent. Yeah, Polydent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where they put the, they show the little little graphic where they have the the oozy bit stuff in there, and they compress it down, and it, I think that's the way a lot of the way this oil uh, pan seals to the block. So I I would not uh, hesitate to uh, bang that uh, that little dent out of there, and uh, make it look flattish. I wouldn't even be too concerned about using a straight edge. Um, I don't think you're going to have that big a deal because I mean that big of a problem uh, because the uh, the gasket just make sure you use that rubber. Uh, gasket, not a cork one, and uh, I think yeah, the, uh, I've got the, little, uh, I've got the one piece. It has a uh, it's metal yeah. impregnated rubber, yeah, and it's really really good gasket. Very well rec- recommended. It's what everybody uses and stuff. And I, I may even throw a couple dabs of RTV in that corner or something like that. Well, I was going to say uh, you're supposed to in the four caution. corners, you know, uh, where the, yeah. the the front and right. rear seal goes. A dab of what RTV. RTV, it's a it's a uh, it's it's a compound that that cures uh, very very flexible and impervious uh, to things like oil grease and fuel in most cases. Uh, there's different grades of RTV. This is what uh, is typically used to seal a differential cover or two halves of your transfer case. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that involves two machined flat surfaces that are joined together uh, that create a seal. I uh, use RTV in there, and it helps create a gasket, so to speak. Yeah, it's like a gasket maker, I think is what they uh, mm-hmm. what they refer to it as. So it's like a liquid gasket. And so instead of having uh, one uh, piece of cardboard or whatever that they use for a gasket, you just put this stuff on there, uh, uh, smear it on, and uh, let it get tacky, and then put the two halves together, and it, it seals up very nice, nice and tight. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think you could get away with just hammering that thing out and then put a little dab of uh, RTV there for uh, – for good measure. Uh, I mean, you could RTV the whole damn thing if you wanted to, but uh, it, it gets really messy uh, whenever you're trying to put that pan up on the on the bottom of the block. It gets all over yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, there's one other thing that I noticed. I posted up a video on YouTube. I uh, even posted a link on this on uh, xjtalk.com. 
And uh, what I did is I, I discovered that uh, the connecting rod bearing caps might have a little more play in them than they should. So I'm in the process right now of doing some research. I've got a couple of people that have helped me out with some figures from their own factory service manuals. Uh, but it's something I'm going to look into while I'm in there. I might as well inspect the kind of stuff that, uh, that, that can be replaced, repaired, or upgraded. So uh, one of the things that I noticed uh, just poking around in there, because this is the first time that I've had the oil pan off on this Jeep. So I wanted to take a look and poke around a little bit and see what I could see. And one of the things I noticked was the side-to-side -side play on the lateral play on the, on the connecting rod bearing caps was a little bit more than I was comfortable with. So I'm going to find out whether or not uh, they are in spec. And uh, if they're not, Looks like I've got a lot more work cut out for me. So uh, whenever uh, Josh says side to side, he's talking about the the whole rod. So the the cap and where it's attached to the rod with all the bearings that goes up to the to the the, uh, the piston. So I noticed that uh, on one of my engine rebuilds, and I, I asked Matt. I said, "Hey, is this normal? Because it looked like a lot to me." Yeah. And he's he, he there was no feeler gauge. There was none of that. He just says, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah. <laughs> So I'm 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 gonna double check. I, I've got like, I got the same report from a lot of people, yeah. and so I'm, no, everybody can't you be should. wrong, right? You yeah, should. But, you, you know, should just for check. my own peace of exactly. mind, right? I, hey, if I'm if I'm thirty or forty thousandths out of spec, that might be something I need to worry about. I don't know yet, so I'm gonna find that out. But you know, it's gonna be a uh, an S storm for you <sighs> if it's not in spec. You know, at that at that point, honestly, um, this thing is going to become a stroker uh, because at that point the engine's going to come out uh, and uh, this thing's going to get torn apart. I'm going to rebuild it top to bottom, and while I'm in there, you know my old saying: while you're in there, you might as well <laughs> fill in the blank. Oh, <laughs> uh, at least uh, well, actually, you probably would be a very successful surgeon. I was going to say at least you're not a, a, a surgeon, but uh, you know while you're in there, hey, while I'm in there, let me uh, let me tinker with this. And uh, so that's that how you got your boob job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. I'm just a bad uh, influence on you guys. So, uh, but uh, now uh, you didn't mention it, but I'm kind of curious. Anything going on with the uh, the voiceover stuff? Uh, you, uh, yeah, you, actually, you're talking every fact, day, I'm right? glad I'm glad you asked. Uh, behind the scenes, guys, I'm working on on some voiceover stuff. I actually did um, a, a read for a mock Jeep commercial that I'm going to be adding to my uh, to my demo, my uh, my resume, as it were. Uh, I did audition for a Ford commercial here recently, so that's cool. uh, very interesting as well. Uh, hopefully, I hear back from uh, from that client here very soon. Um, a lot of interesting stuff happening, guys. I'm working very hard behind the scenes uh, trying to further my voiceover career. If you have uh, something that you might be able to um, help me out with, if I have something that maybe I can help you out with, uh, you guys can check out some of my work over at thevoiceofjosh.com, and you guys can contact me through that site if you care for a quote on a project. Well, Tammy, you've already mentioned that you're getting ready for your off-road wheeling trip this weekend, and, and I want to call call something to your attention. I uh, I don't remember precisely what show it was, but you had said something about uh, there was going to be um, wine and cigars, and you said, well, I won't be doing the cigars, but I saw a picture online of oh, yeah. you with a cigar. What's, uh, no, what's the deal was, with that? Okay. Um, there is a Jeep group out of, um, New Jersey that is, and this is where the whole, um, ch clock changing thing came into effect. Um, they're going to have a whole weekend out at Roush Creek and it's called rock the clock. Right. And it's the last, the reason they're having this is because it's the last weekend before you have to change the clocks. And that's why I got confused and, you know. Um, anyway, so they are meeting up in um, Pennsylvania tomorrow morning at 9, and they're going to have um, 
cigars and coffee or something. Obviously, I'm not going to meet them there, but I did um, try my first cigar. Was it this past weekend? Yeah. Um, it's part of my 50 before 50 list. Um, oh, okay. So it was sanctioned. Yes. It, <laughs> it wasn't was peer pressure related. <laughs> no, it's actually my, no, it's my 25 before 25 list. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, <laughs> so anyway, no, I, I, you know, checked another item off my list. So that's what that was all about. Gotcha. Um, but also going on this weekend at the same place, Roush Creek, um, the women are going to be wheeling. It's the second annual women's wheeling event. And it's really exciting this year because there's probably like a hundred women that are going to be wheeling and they've got sponsors and they're going to have a raffle and we can win Jeep prizes and everything. And the really cool thing is Clayton from Clayton off road is going to be there with his Jeep and they put it out there that they were going to let a woman drive the Jeep over um, some of the trails. And so we all had to sign up. And guess who gets to drive the Jeep? No. Clayton. You g- yes. Really? <laughs> hey. I'm so excited. It's a lifted Jeep. I'm not sure how, I mean, how high the lift is. It's got humongo tires. And It'll be um, a I have to lift. share my drive time, though, with two other women. But So there might be kind of a cat fight going on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I'm really excited. I don't think my husband is too thrilled because I might be stopping by Adam's Jeep on the way home mm-hmm. and trading my Jeep in for a lifted Jeep with bigger tires. Who knows? Oh, I wouldn't do that. I would. Uh, you, you have to go through the fun and adventure no, of, I know. I of lifting just... your own. I mean, even if you're not personally doing the mechanical work, just driving the one that you have and then making the modification to it, it's a, it's a process that you have to go through. Uh, you can't oh, just yeah. buy a lifted Jeep. That's, oh, a lot of people do that, though. Yeah, that's that's where the old argument, uh, built or bought, uh, comes into play. Or built by somebody else, then bought. Uh, That just just rubs me the wrong way. And I enjoy being rubbed the right way. So, well, that's (laughs) great, If there's anybody that enjoys a good rub, it's definitely (laughs) Tony. (laughs) Tony. (laughs) And Josh has cats, so he knows. So uh, so what happened? How did you wrangle your way into uh, driving the, uh, the Clayton Jeep? Um, well, they're one of the sponsors and, um, the, the, um, woman who set up the, the woman's wheel and she has a Facebook page called Jeep girls rock. And I follow that page and there's also, you know, a woman's wheel and page, you know, to sign up for the event. So obviously I see stuff that come up on their site. So something came up on Facebook saying, Hey ladies, you want to drive this Jeep? And actually, if you go to, um, my Facebook page or my Google Plus page, you can see um, the Jeep. It's this big, sexy red Jeep, by the way. Um, and it's really cool. Anyway, they put it up there and they just said, hey, send us a little short paragraph about yourself. And, you know, me, I sent more than a short paragraph. I sent my whole media kit. I sent, you know, my whole life's history. And I said, I please let me drive the Jeep. And, of course, I told them I have a blog and I'm on the podcast. So I'd given them, you know, a good word. So we'll see how it goes on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm well, sorry. I'm the, the correct answer jealous. would have been, I am, my name's Tammy, and I'm on the Jeep Talk Show. And then yeah. he instantly said, we need <laughs> to have you at the wheel. But uh, that's uh, we should have discussed that before I asked the question. I believe in the famous words of the infamous Ron Jeremy. I don't know if you know this, but I'm <laughs> kind, kind of, of a big, big deal. deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> These are the I'm, words I'm, you need to use. You know? Get along, little doggy. Yep, I'm uh, kind of a big deal with 10 people. 
<laughs> does does that my include ten followers does, on my blog? I was going to say, does that include your immediate family? Because it doesn't yeah. for me. Well, no, my immediate family doesn't even follow my blog. There you go. I don't even think, don't even think they've read it. That's uh, just the way it is. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, and don't forget to go over and check out check out uh, Jeep Mama's blog at jeepmama.com. M O M M A. Did I get that right? R I T G H T. Yes, you did. Left. <laughs> Driver, passenger. There you go. Are you sure? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Alrighty. So now we get to get, get a little product review here from Jeep Mama, and I'm interested to see what it is she's going to talk about tonight. Tammy, what are you going to talk to us about? Uh, well, Tony and Josh, um, tonight I'm going to talk about my new air compressor. It's not really new. It's I bought it off of another Jeeper. But um, I'm really about simple and easy Jeep stuff. I'm not very, you know, mechanically inclined. I don't know a lot about automobiles or the engines or any of that other stuff. So I like something that's going to be really easy and simple to use. And I think this is perfect. It's the Smitty Built High Performance Air Compressor. Um, and it's 5.65 CFM. And it's got, the best thing, it's got a little nylon carrying bag that goes with it. And it has rubber feet. And the rubber feet are good because it keeps it from vibrating as when you turn it on, when you're um, airing up. It has an easy twist brass inflator. Apparently, it's the most powerful unit in its class. It includes heavy-duty, easy clip connectors. Um, it utilizes a powerful 12-volt motor. And it also comes with attachments that you can air up those air mattresses when you're out camping or any other items you may have. Now, the only thing is it has a gauge on it. Um, it doesn't seem to be accurate. I, or I yeah, they, just they haven't never figured are. out how to read it yet. But I've read some reviews where other folks say that they've had that same issue. But, you know, that's easy. I just bring my tire gauge out. Um, it Good retails call. for $150. I was able to buy mine used from a fellow Jeeper for $50. And that's really cool. You can always look for used stuff on the forums, Craigslist, or, you know, you can go to Amazon and um, buy things as well. But anyway, I love this air compressor. I just hook it up to my Jeep's battery and it's able to air up all my tires. I don't have to sit and wait. Um, at Roush Creek, they do have portable air for everyone to air up. But like on Saturday, there's going to be oh, yeah. quite a few Jeeps. And if you don't have your own air, you're going to be waiting in line a long time. So I don't have to wait in line for air anymore. Um, I can just do it myself. And it's really easy. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Prepare for this. Uh, hey, lady, can I borrow your air compressor? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Donate to my yeah. Jeep fund. If you guys are looking for this air compressor, uh, it is the Smitty Built 2781. It is available on Amazon.com. If you guys would like to help the show out, uh, you guys can purchase this through our click-through link. Uh, that link, Tony, is Amazon.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Other way around. Jeep Talk Show Jeep slash, talk show Amazon. slash Amazon. See, I'm half listexic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a picture, if you're watching the uh, the live show or the YouTube video, that's a picture of the little unit right there on your screen right now. So, uh, you know, it's always a good idea to have an air compressor, whether or not you're in a Jeep, because you can uh, always uh, have a, uh, a loss of uh, air in uh, one of your uh, vehicle tires. And it's always fun to find out 
Hey, I got a flat tire. Let me put the spare on there. Why is the spare tire flat? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's real interesting is uh, checking out this uh, Smittybilt 2781 air compressor on Amazon.com. The customers who viewed this also viewed the same air compressor that I use. And it's the Q Industries MV50. And uh, I've long since hailed the, uh, the uh, performance of that air compressor as well. And the same thing with mine that Tammy experiences with hers is uh, the inaccuracy of the gauge. And uh, that one thing that I always recommend everybody has in their glove box or center console is a working tire gauge. Make sure you guys have one. It's really good for when you're airing up or airing down. Yeah, it's, I love mine. So uh, let me just take a pause here in the show. Uh, there are no Wheeling Wear events, right? Where we right. announce there's the no Wheeling events. Wear. So what I'm going to do is just um, once again, just call out to people. It's like, hey, I know you have some toy drives and some charity okay. events coming up. Get your, um, you know, get those uh, events into us now. Call to action. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Know, early and often. Yeah, that sort of stuff. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's take a pause and I'll, uh, I'll transition into there. Actually. Hey, let's, hey, real quick. Um, let's just call out that there's going to be no Grand Adventure tonight and that the segment will return next week or the week after. Not next week. Uh, and oh, yeah, I, right. And right. I think the week after is going to be CJ. So, it's kind of up in the air. I don't know if we want to announce when it's coming back. All right. Soon. soon. We can We can announce soon. Uh, so, uh, Tammy, actually I'll, I'll do that. Uh, the, say the thing about the grand adventure. And, uh, then, uh, if you would uh, announce the wheeling wear for Josh, just, you know, and now it's time for our wheeling wear segment. Okay. Well, sadly, uh, Cody went out of town, had other things to do job related and stuff. So there's going to be no grand adventure segment tonight. And I know we're all disappointed about that. It's, it's been a lot of fun hearing about the, the grand uh, Cherokee and fired. So it, it, <laughs> it actually fired. seems it's beginning to seem to me that the, the grand Cherokee is much like a regular Jeep where you could take it off road and do things with it. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm giving all you, you. I don't care if he's having a kid or not. He should have pushed one of these things out. You know, I, I gave him a hard time about that. How dare you leave while your wife is in the condition she's in? Seriously. Oh, <laughs> uh, they have like another three weeks. Oh, was it? I thought it was like any yeah. day now. Is, is no, it's no November twelfth. Okay. My son's. My well, see, that just screws birthday. up my whole yeah. rant. I just, just, yeah. Thanks. And you, you know what? I think Cody's starting to get like Josh and I. He's you know learning that you can take time off whenever you want. Yeah, this is a little. He's, he's fitting young, right in. Young whippersnappers. But anyway, the uh, the Grand Adventure segment will return very very soon. And hey, Josh, do we have any wheel and wear? Well, not exactly, but we do have a call to action, guys. We know that uh, a lot of Jeep clubs out there do a big toy run every year. We guys, we know that you guys do charity events. And, and stuff like that. So if your club is starting to organize and talk about some things that are coming up this coming holiday season, well, get in your dates here very, very soon. We have limited uh, space here on the show that we can talk about that sort of stuff. And of course, dates do overlap. So we want to make sure that we get those, uh, those data info information out as soon and as early as possible. So if you have an event that's coming up here very soon with your uh, Jeep club or a local organization, by all means, make sure you let us know. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Don't forget, Jeep junkies, wherever you are wheeling, make sure that if you pack it in, you pack it out. Let's leave our recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And please always stay on designated trails and do not wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you have an event coming up, by all means, let us know. Regardless of the size, regardless of where it's at or what's happening, 
please let us know about an event, a club run, or anything like that. We will get the information out here on the Jeep Talk Show. Emails to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Yeah, don't forget to get it to us in time because uh, we record the show uh, on Thursday night, which means the following weekend comes and goes, and then we release it on Monday. So you need to get the information to us at least a, a week, a week and a half ahead of time. I prefer two weeks, people. That way we can do some organization and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'll re- remind everybody that not everybody listens to the show on Monday when it's released. They listen to it all week long, and some people don't listen to it for months. So, yeah, so, <laughs> the which sooner- we need to clarify again about changing your clocks. <laughs> Change your clocks on October or actually, it's November 1st. Oh, November yes, 1st. Yes. Don't try and do it October 1st. You're going to be waiting a very long time. <laughs> yeah. no, November 1st, 2015. You and know, if we've learned anything, don't listen to anything that Tammy says regarding dates. No. <laughs> or, or, Josh, or Josh no, with I'm math. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. It comes to numbers. That's not it. But the only numbers you guys really need to know is our phone numbers, 530 675 4102. Make sure you guys call us often. We love to hear from you, regardless of your mental state or inebriation condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, and we, we know you guys are out there making purchases all the time for your Jeeps. Oh, we got some tax return money on the horizon coming up in just another, what, five or six months. We're going to be some buying some parts, people. <laughs> we we uh, oh, the horizon. all the time on Amazon. You bought what? <laughs> and the next time you guys order your Jeep parts, make sure you ask the business if they know about the Jeep Talk Show. Let them know just how much you enjoy the podcast. And if you're buying product or service from a vendor because of a review or a discussion you heard here on the show, let that vendor know. And if they don't already know about the show, be sure and tell them about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. On the horizon, tax returns on the horizon. That's a hell of a stretch, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did really. I, I threw that line out there deep. Episode 200, next week, special two hour show. Be here 9 p.m. Central Time for uh, all kinds of fun and uh, uh, reminiscing about things in the past and lots of laughing, lots of uh, fun being made for, about all of us uh, individually and together as a group. It's going to be a lot That'd of fun. So much fun. Yep. Yeah. Hope to see hope to see you guys there. Thanks everybody. Have a great Jeep week. Good night. Warning, the Jeep Talk Show is intended for entertainment purposes only. Use as directed. In relation to actual information, real Jeeps or persons living or dead are purely coincidental. The Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for lost or stolen items, and some assembly is required. For a full list of restrictions and contest rules, see store for details. Batteries not included. The Jeep Talk Show is for external use only. Contents under pressure. Side effects may include vertigo, uncontrollable laughter, or greasy discharge and false kung fu powers. The Jeep Talk Show and its contents are known to cause cancer in the state of California. It is probably not a federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. The Jeep Talk Show may be a choking hazard. Keep out of reach of small children. All safety precautions must be observed when using the Jeep Talk Show. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, please hang up and try your call again. Hey, uh, and the guys down at the talk show, this is uh, Donald Trump. I just want to give you guys a call. I know you talk about a lot on your show there. Uh, you know, you guys cover quite a few topics. I want to hit a few things with you real quick.